Hello, welcome to Arcade House, the best place to chill your friends and get your game goodness each and every Monday. My name's Don Blight, joining me on the couch this week, Ashley Hobley. Hey, John, excited to be here uh, when people haven't, a bunch of people haven't been fired this week. Not that you know. Also here, Kieran Munchen. Hello. I think someone did, someone for sure is definitely fired somewhere. I think there was, there was, was it this week, the, the Blizzard, or no, like the Blizzard esports people who had like an event. The oh, weekends, and then they got lo- they found yeah. out they lost their jobs yeah. after the event. They announced what the they announced what the up and coming Blizzard esports was going to look like for Overwatch, and then the week later they all got let go. Talk. Or the other one that got me was the Bears in Space developers put out a picture, and I was like, "Fuck off, you guys are not how this game was massive at PAX last year, and really? it was just a bait post to be a bait notification to say now nah, we're good." We'll be releasing the game at some point this year. I didn't see that. Yeah. Dylan, okay. did you just, what did you do this week? Because after the discussion we've had, you've either just not been very attentive to anything that happens, or what, what have you been doing? What have you been up yeah, to? Sorry. What did I do this week? No. Well, I went to work. Of course. Yeah. 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 yeah so that's 80% of my week. Yeah, I don't know. Hey. No, he's been too busy shit talking everything WWE is doing this week. Which is appropriate. Deservingly. Very very deservingly. Yep. I mean, I've I've been playing playing a game I can't talk about yet. So maybe that's keeping me off. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a good thing I'm a bit more naive to some of the the hot internet drama. I've got to say, I'm not jealous. Like, if I'm missing out on some of the... The the, The daily I can't believe you missed this on Twitter. I'm like, not mad, bro. (laughs) Gotta be honest, not mad. Not a lot to talk about this week, so tune in for p- probably a small, quick episode this week, but that's fine. Head on over to Platinum Explosion if you want to hear myself, Ash, and Buddy Watson talk all about the state of play from Thursday last week. Was it day one? Thursday, yeah. Yep. We yes, yeah, so we dropped that. Did a did that all on plat. Kieran listened to it and he hated uh, Ashley's opinions on everything, so that was good. It's mm-hmm. just everything. You know what, loyal listeners of Arcade Couch, the Ashley Hobby that you've come to know on this show, <laughs> his hates and his despicable opinions on Xbox, flippity flops all over that shit when it comes to Sony. My God. Flippity flops. He's a Sony pony. What can we say? Can I ask, why isn't Helldivers on the PlayStation Plus essential shit? Like, why isn't that, a fr- like, why isn't that game? Because it's a game worthy of money. Because people like worked on like, it and they should be paid for their work. I don't know. Like, I feel about, like it's like what are your a perfect on that? game to, to. You see, you say that, but there's been a multiple developers who have come out and said having the guaranteed bag that comes from Xbox Game Pass is pretty fucking dope for them. Well, the thing is, people get a people should be getting paid as they're making the game and not relying on. <laughs> also, yes, yes, a hundred percent. Just right? to clarify, like, like let's 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 not like guilt people into like buying games that people don't like get paid for. You have to get paid yeah. for what you do. You know? I think PlayStation is of the belief that they'll make more money releasing, making people play for the game, and it's already obviously it's releasing on Steam at the same time. It's already one of the top pre-ordered. It's like forty bucks titles, on Steam, right? It's yeah, fifty-nine. Yeah. It's a cheap so. so it's not full price, but yeah, well, it's, I think it's I'd, also Sony's first major like PC and PlayStation published, at least that I can think of. Like it's it's a game that's releasing same time on both platforms, yep. and they're hoping to do very well on both platforms. 
I don't think any, they're hoping so because their entire business model for the next three years is potentially uh, reliant on that being successful. Well, I mean, well are we, are we saying least... Helldivers is a is a what do we call it? Games of service? No, but obviously a heavily multiplayer uh, yeah, reliant but... title. Yeah, multiplayer. Which yeah. any games of service game will be. I saw an article the other day, by the way. I can't remember who it was. I just read the headline. I didn't actually click on the article. But me being a true 2024, but the headline was something like 600 plus games currently in development that are games of service, live service games. Yeah. Yeah, I think, who was it? Imran Khan like pointed out like the key line was something like to be considered games of service, it, it had to be getting regularly updated or something. So then every games, of, any game, that does some sort of update would be considered a games of service. Game service. I'd say like a lot, once every three months, minimum. Yeah. Survey defines live service as any regular update cadence planned for a game. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, technically, I guess it would be a game of service. So. Quick, anyone have a quick thought? Kieran, you haven't given into the, how do you feel about Suicide Squad? Most, most people hate it, so no FOMO's got you there. Interesting. No. I just looked on Steam. It's sitting at a positive. On Steam. I've seen, I've seen, I feel like, you see, I feel like this is, this is the counterintuitive nature of the video game community because so many people like come out and it's like, like so many, especially media based people are coming out and saying, this is not a good game. This is not what games should be. This is not what this title should have been. Shouldn't have been anything to do with this. Yada, yada, yada. For some reason, it has weaponized like the same people that were like, hating on Last of Us 2, the same people that hate on everything have come to the defense of Suicide Squad. And like, no, it's actually it's actually a good game. It's actually really fun. It's actually really great, you know? It's really good. It's really, I'm really enjoying it. So it, it's like there is this, the moment the media or there is a general consensus opinion about what a game is going to be and what it turns out to be, there are definitely naysayers that go the opposite way. And the naysayers that go the opposite way are far better at weaponizing their support than people who are just like, nah, this is not good. This is bad. This is not good for the, you know, it's not good for us. It's not good for Rocksteady as a whole, really. It shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, I just think it's disappointing to... Because all of it is like, okay, the stuff that Rocksteady does really well, like the the story, the cinematics, the the detail of the the actual, you know, the game itself is great, is amazing. It's just the moment-to-moment gameplay is horrible. Well, the, 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 yeah. the part where Greg Miller wasn't a fan, I'm like, okay, big DC super fan. If it ain't working for him. I, you know what, I'm not even that big of a DC fan, but I, one of my favorite, I guess one of the things that got me into comic books and superheroes was Green Lantern. I really love Green Lantern. So to see them make a choice that really fucks with the lore of Green Lantern as a whole and like just disregards source material, it sounds like a real kind of, you know, normally I'm actually kind of statement, but it, it is disappointing to see that get through and to see that be an element in the game itself that is used for humor, even though it's like, well, why? Why are you doing this? Why, what are any of these decisions? A lot of the decisions don't seem to be coming from somebody who gives a fuck about the source material or gives too much of a care about what they're working with, which is completely different to what we saw throughout the Arkham series. Tell me thoughts, Ash. I mean, no. I think, obviously, I think this game has an audience of people who like will just 
play anything, you know, DC related. You know, I have seen multiple people say they've enjoyed the game and don't understand the hate and that kind of stuff. And, you know, maybe to just the extent they enjoy seeing those characters come to life and being able to control them and that kind of stuff. One criticism that I don't like is people complaining that it is that they don't like that it, you have to play as the Suicide Squad. I don't think that's a fair criticism of the game. Like, it, it's a Suicide Squad game. What else yeah. are you going to play? Yeah, I know. Like, no. I think they're like, I wish I was playing as something else, you know? I wish this game was completely different, <laughs> you know? I don't think that's a fair criticism, like, or or constructive in any way, you know? You don't play Luigi's Mansion and go, fuck, I wish I was playing as Mario instead. It's like, I will say, I guess, well, any other side I'd be to play Devil Advocate, I have seen a lot of, apparently each of the four characters have different traversal systems to get around the, mm-hmm. the world, and apparently some of those really fucking suck. So when you are stuck with, like, when you are kind of stuck with those four characters and when you're playing with friends, you have to... Be, I don't think you can double up on characters. I think you have to be an individual character each. So I guess if there is one character that has good traversal and the other three don't, I guess that could be very frustrating for players. I mean, yeah, I would agree that. Criticism that you play as Suicide Squad and have to kill the Justice League when it's literally in the name is dumb. But I also, this is one of those times where I kind of also get sick of seeing it happens anytime a game is primarily like the majority are saying it's bad. And then for the people who like it, you have to go for this whole thing of them tweeting out stuff like, I don't understand the hate. I'm like, why is like, it's always the hate. The wording is very particular. Like, it's this whole thing of, hey, a bunch of critics. Gave the game low score. I don't understand the hate. I'm like, well, it's not hate. It's just it scored badly. Like to say that's yeah. hate is that you're now turning yeah. into a like the the critics hate the people that made the game. Like language is important, I think, in the the way you're, you're talking about things. Uh, I also agree to an extent that this game feels a little bit targeted, like, and that's purely because it's getting a bunch of clicks from a lot of the negative articles and that kind of stuff. I think one of the guys who was working on the game pointed out that. IGN have been reposting the same article several times about the Suicide Squad. Yeah, but um, IGN has. I, a- I, that's fine. Like, I understand that they're, they're, as the developers, they feel shitty that IGN is like getting clicks off their, their game not doing well. But the only reason IGN would be doing as many articles is because people are clicking, people are on, clicking on it. Yes, that's the thing. It's a cycle. Business. Like, it is the. It is what it is. A general consensus has kind of. I guess prior to this game even coming out, the general consensus or feeling was that this game's going to be bad. And I think everybody who's at least across it, you know, is aware of that. And and I think there is both something very, I don't want to say addictive, but very good about, it's a very nice feeling to be proven right. To be like, yeah, my feeling was right. And that that feeling to, you know, oh, I'm going to look up everything that proves that I was right in my opinion, even though you have nothing to base your opinion off realistically. But then also, I guess there is that other thing where people are like, it feels really good for some people to prove things wrong and to stand mm. up and be like, hey, you're wrong. What I thought was right. And it's it's that vice versa role of it. So I do say I, IGN, I think it are going very overboard and are going very clickbaity with some of this stuff. I think there was even kind of articles they were making about problems that didn't even exist or like didn't really, they hadn't done much research into what the actual problem was. 
they just kind of heard about the problem and then made articles as soon as they could. I just, yeah. Think and why would they need to make that up? They had the biggest problem at launch where all the early access people, they had to shut it down because they'd, the game considered them finishing the game as soon as they launched it. Sorry, New Zealand players. <laughs> Which, you know, was, you know, finishing the game isn't even that big of a thing or like a real kind of, no. the story apparently isn't that long at all. So it's not even, no. yeah. It's, yeah, it sucks. All right, Ash. Uh, let's talk some more Yakuza, Infinite Wealth, sold over one million. It's like a dragon, Infinite Wealth. Yep, that's the one. Like a dragon, Infinite Wealth, Yakuza 76. Sold one million copies. Shipped globally, internationally. That's a huge, huge number for a... a I mean, we've known this series is getting bigger, I guess, outside of Japan. Um, yep. But that, in like its first week, is, I think, insane for a series like this. How's your journey going? Have you finished yet? I've finished the game. I'm in the process of writing a review. I'm alternating between a 9 and a 9.5. It's really fantastic. I think, like, there's some graphical hiccups, and, like, I feel like, obviously, the story just takes a little while to get going, which is, you know, not uncommon for a Japanese game. Like, the the story can sometimes take a while to ramp up, especially in a turn-based role-playing game. But there is, the story is really fantastic. The two leads, Kasuko and Kiryu, are really what worth sticking around for. I feel like that's why I went and like did like pretty much every single side mission or sub story, and like I wanted to hear more of their story and more of their, you know, develop more of the character and that kind of stuff. Even if it's the most bizarre, randomest side story of like, you know. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to spoil no, anything. I don't, I yeah, don't, you know, I... you know, helping a a a little yabby crab fall in love with a hermit crab. You yeah, know, why not? Well, or, they had a side quest like that in the the last one, in the first one as well. With no, yeah, you rescue that that crab. Yeah. That crab returns. Oh my god, it returns. That's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. So, and you take it to with you to Hawaii. That's <laughs> pretty funny. Actually, I don't. I assume they give you a choice as to whether to bring it. So I assume maybe he just smuggles himself in as a choice. So yeah. Yeah, graphically, there's some odd stuff in there, you know, with some of the, the character models that are not like the the key players and that kind of stuff. But yeah, I think it, it's a fantastic story. I think there is a lot of like looking back at the past of the last of the original six, seven games with Kiryu. Um, with Kazma, like, and his lineage, because obviously going to the game, if you've watched any of the trailers, you know he's got cancer, so, you know, might not make it to the end. So it definitely is a lot of looking back at his story. But as someone who's never played for them, it doesn't feel like a pure nostalgia grab. It just, you know, you, it's, you can still play the game. And if anything, it made me want to go back and play those games more than I already had, which, you know, given the way that this year's game schedule is going to be, Unlikely, but yeah, it does really good justice character. I think Ichiban Kasuka is like a really interesting character. He's very, he's very unlike a lot of characters you have as a, a lead in a game. Like he's super positive and forgiving 
and you know he is that like element of dumb like a like a goku kind of character you know maybe a bit too trusting and that kind of stuff but you know you're always rooting for him and you're always like he's he's someone to kind of aspire to which i I feel like is a a nice change for these games it's also very i think this this one even more than the last one kind of solidifies the name change as well the like a more to the like a dragon with the yakuza like thematically the game is about moving past or at least yeah. moving past the yakuza and like obviously like in the first game the like a dragon like the you the main yakuza that we've known the Tojo clan or whatever like disillusions like they shut down and like that's kind of like a running theme of at least this run of games or like you know kind of leaving the Yakuza in the past and that's why I feel like it's important to keep calling it like a dragon but yeah really enjoyed it really I I think it is a little bit surprising the numbers you know but it doesn't have much competition at the moment so but yeah it's fantastic play it you heard the man simple as yes, that yes sir it is long though admittedly I'm out well of course I <laughs> I've got 70 plus hours in the game, so it's it's an investment, but, you know, it's worth it. All right, don't you start this week. Pack your bags. No, don't even pack your bags. Book your plane tickets and book your hotels, everyone. PAX Australia has officially announced the location. It's surprise Melbourne Convention Exhibition Center and the dates, which is October 11th to 13th. Sales for tickets haven't started yet, but as pointed out by Press Start over here, Kieran writes, and yes, for those who usually do the entire event circuit around October, that puts PAX and Melbourne International Games Week just days before the second annual South by Southwest Sydney 2024, which is running from October 14th to October 20th. I think I want to do it this year. So, like, obviously, I came I did back see from, you tweet that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> came back from PAX last year, and obviously I did, like, basically the full week nearly in Melbourne. Yeah. So it was already a big week, but then I saw people who did that big week already Debs and other people from different places, and they went straight to Sydney afterwards, and then did the whole South by Southwest thing. And I, I was thinking, I think in the lead up to that, I was I was a bit like South by Southwest Sydney. Wonder how that will go. Will that. it be shit? Or at that, but also I was like, will it be shit? Would would that then be? Well, it wasn't exactly clear what you know the go was, what it was. Yeah, yeah. But by all accounts, it was pretty good. Like they had movies, games like talks stuff you could play stuff you could watch bands what i like the full south by southwest experience so yeah i think i want to you know kill myself this year (laughs) do the full full thing so if we can get press for the second one i'll join you why is it expensive well i assume so well it's sydney i was about to say you worried about the ticket price or you worried about the hotel price I mean, it, it helps if there's... If there <laughs> is, if you, if you do not have tickets. to pay for a ticket and you could just yeah. pay for... Yeah. Ashley, you already trained for it. He did Perth straight after uh, that's Melbourne true, yeah. this year. So, Ash yeah. like, that's it. Every year. I mean, that was easy. I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think I think I want to do it this year. It'll be... Fuck it. You know, just book Shouldn't out two weeks. this year be like the first annual South by Southwest? Because last year was just... The original. The original. And now... I mean, it's it's, it's still... Well... It's still the second event, so I mean, it's but and it's, it's happened the first one that's year. annual. So I mean, they how would you they hope the first one would be annual? Would you? I was just say, how could you can't? This is the second. Also, and when do you write annual? The third? You write no, no, no. You write annual after the second one. 
Okay. The first one should just be South by Southwest. Yeah. yeah. Well, then, it is the second annual. Yeah. No, it's not the second annual. It's the first annual. That's the second show. It's the second yeah, show. Yeah. So it's, it's the first second. One that's been annual. It's the first. Yeah, one but it's the annual. second time. It, well, the first time it had happened, and but now it it's annually annual happened. The first time. An annual. The first time was just the fact that it. <laughs> The first one was. This is more infuriating than the best adapted screenplay <laughs> discussions. <laughs> uh, Can't be annual if it's the first time, you know. Jeez, it's like if if you call this event, oh, this is the annual South by Southwest. You're like, oh, cool. I didn't know it happened last year. Oh, I didn't. I'm pretty sure it was the first annual Australian Game Awards, and we all went along with that. Yeah, I, and then I, I never was. That's oh, that is also the stupid thing. You know what? That is also stupid. But did you just get to say annual as long as you you at the time as long as you leave? intend to do another? One. No, you, you can't say annual until the second one because then it is annual. But then if you say, but then but then you like, retroactively make the first one yeah, annual. Exactly. You don't so retroactively like zero, make the first one. The first one wasn't you're, annual. You're doing like the seventy fifth show. It's actually the seventy fourth show because you don't exactly. want to claim the first one. It is the seventy fourth annual one. It's the seventy fifth show. It's this is insane. This is actually insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the this 75th a- Academy Awards. They're like, nah, it's actually the 76th. It's like, <laughs> the first one doesn't count. Doesn't count. The first one was a test. We only count one. the ones where we claim they were annual. Fucking hell. Anyway, yeah, because what, what showed it? Do you remember what film showed itself by itself last, last year? Ash, I remember like something there. I was like, damn, wish I could be watching that. I can't remember what it was anyway. I can't remember. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Chance uh, the Rapper was there though. Yeah, that's right. Chance the Rapper was there. Shoutouts. Was he wearing his hat with a six on it? I I don't know. All I know is he's the only person from Chicago we're allowed to like anymore. So here we go. Saltburn. Stop making sense. There you go. The one form movie. I think it was probably Saltburn at the time. I guess. But yeah. All right. Only other thing I want to run through today, as I said, it'd probably be a short episode. Started some of the Steam. Next Fest demos. Uh, Steam Next Fest doesn't officially start until Monday. today. <laughs> yeah, today the, the episode drop. However, a bunch of places already put out demos early because I don't know. You know, it's just the way the world works now. People announce dates for things, they drop stuff. So I'm going to run through what I've played, and you can I can tell you if I like it so far, and you can add it to your list of stuff to play. Next Fest runs from the fifth to the or Monday until I don't know the fourteenth, the end of the week. It runs all week anyway. Whatever. What have I got here? One, two, three, four. I played six things. Right. So first thing, out of action. So this is a first-person multiplayer shooter. You can only play against bots in the demo, which is, I guess, the downside. A lot of cool potential here. I can see they're obviously basing it and trying to go for a competitive edge and team-based shooter to it. Lots of, like, like your character just moves at a fast pace as is. You don't press, you don't have to hold shift to run or anything like that. Pressing shift makes your character like dive forward, left, right, whatever direction you want to do. So there's lots of cool things you can do, like diving. If you know someone's about to walk through a door, you can like dive sideways and like shoot at them like out of a John Woo movie and shit like that. Also got lots of Rainbow Six inspired, you know, like peeking around corners and stuff like that. Heavy amount of gadgets and loadout stuff you can change from the the amount of guns that are available to the the, the scopes and stuff you can pick, and then the weapons and stuff. Uh, sorry, gadgets you can bring in like invisibility cloaks, and they uh, like it'll tell you straight up if there's a trade off. Like the positive, maybe it does this, but then you're easily this spot. You you can have like this this jammer thing, but it can do this. Like I I can see potential here. The shooting. Like all of it feels really good, but obviously you're just playing it lots in the demo, so it's really hard to tell how 
well it would be, how much fun it would be in a real world like multiplayer aspect. So I'll try it out again if they do a online demo for that one. Really cool art style as well. Very like uh, lacking in color, I guess. I don't know it's like very distinct, like sort of red, grayish color color style for that one. So then I did a game that's called Hashtag Drive Rally. I love this one. I played this one probably one. This is one of the longest demos I played today. It's a '90s inspired rally driver i think it's got two tracks in it that i played for some reason they've got the they've got someone doing a very spot on arnold schwarzenegger impersonation as like the your navigator and they've in the description for the game they point out there's like three other navigators that you'll be able to pick in the full game but they've all got personality so it's like you crash it'll be like you know left three right for like all this sort of stuff and then you crash into a world and you're like oh you know hell now like all this like like talks to you and tells you when you're doing a good job and like they're a lot more lively than navigators and like the colin mccray games and stuff like that but i really like this one i did the track several times over until i could get top local score i think when i got off <laughs> i was like i was like 30th in the world so go me that was really fun and the art style is very comic booky i guess which is really cool not it's not going for super serious or anything but the game feels really good even though the art style doesn't have like that realistic look um i played foot gun underground which is one i shouted out to ash yesterday when i saw it pop up and i said this probably seems like a game he would like mm. uh it's literally a soccer slash football wherever you're from game but it's a roguelike at the same time which is a very weird combination of things so here's how the game works you you start you jump on a train and then the train dropped you off in like a, a one room level. And that's and then some enemies will start spawning. You can hold down the right trigger to like build up power in your foot. And then you can kick the football into the enemies and it does damage. You can hold the left trigger to like hold and dribble the ball. You can't aim it. You can aim it like forward or backwards. But if you want to kick it up, this is where it took me a while to get it hang of the game. You've got to sort of kick the ball while it's bouncing already or you know like you can't just you can't just hold a button and aim straight up at an enemy like there's flying enemies and stuff like that you got to get your timing done mm. um, and well and stuff like that when you kill some enemies they'll drop coins they'll drop some power-ups and stuff you then drop get back into the train and then you can pick there's like a map and you can pick which direction you want to go it's like this sort of you can see right at the end where like the boss icon is but you can pick a, a route to go to yep. get more enemies or like a shop icon or a mystery icon and stuff like that there's like a bonus level you can get where there's a pinata at the top of the room and then you gotta try and hit the the kick that with the ball as many times to get coins to drop out of it and stuff like that yeah you can have two, you can unlock two soccer balls at a time. There'll be different soccer balls, like ones that are harder or lighter and stuff like that. Um, you can level the soccer balls up throughout your run. If you get multiples, you can combine them, the same as the power-ups. So you can get power-ups that do things that you can attach to the ball. So the the soccer ball will, if it's heading straight towards a wall, will like sort of deflect upwards instead. So it doesn't actually bounce off walls. One of the best power-ups I come across is if you kick, the ball with like a fully powered up foot it'll expand as you kick it so like obviously it sort of hits more enemies as, as, as it goes that way i never managed to get to the boss once in like the 20 and a half minutes i played it i would die before i got there the- here comes a fucking other article <laughs> here comes an article everyone Fuck. really enjoyed it but it's definitely that thing of like you gotta get you really gotta get your hang yeah 
get your hand around how to control the ball. And it can, like, when there's a few too many enemies on the screen, you got to oh. A, when it's, and you get two balls and you're like kicking these balls around the screen. You got to be uh, jumping over enemies' attacks and stuff like that all the time. And then I didn't, I didn't fully understand. The only thing I didn't fully understand, maybe if I played it more, I would have got there. But when you die, Obviously, it's a it's a roguelike, so you, you lose all your like balls that you you unlocked on that run, and you start with the basic ball and stuff. But there's a room at the start that's like a pachinko machine, and it drops a few more toys into it. But I've never figured out or unlocked whatever you can put in the pachinko machine. I assume that's a way to get like permanent upgrades to your character or something. I I don't really know, but very cool, unique game. I would yeah suggest checking that one out. That was fun. <laughs> then I did the pepper grinder demo so this is the one coming this is the volva game (laughs) i wrote down in my notes here i just wrote 2d grinder platformer feels really great probably a buddy game so i don't know like how that (laughs) (laughs) my my description for it the game starts you're like a character washed up on the beach there's some story i wasn't paying too much attention because it's demo but anyway you pick up a grinder thing but each level is, and as it progresses, I think the demo had like four or five levels, something like that. Obviously, as the, the pace picks up as the, the le- as you go along. Um, also, it has a very Mario-inspired like world map where it'll be like world 1-1, one, 1-2, one, one, shit like that, um, which is really cool. But yeah, so the, you have this grinder and you hold down like the right trigger on the Xbox controller and then you can dive into sand and just begin moving through that. And when you get further into the levels, it's asking you to do stuff where it's like you're, you're doing these precision, like sort of propel out the sand through a gap, through to some other sand, dodging a bunch of enemies or hitting them, and then dodging like landmines and shit that are in the sand. And then there's puzzle elements where you go like flick doors open and stuff like that. Not, it's, it looks like a 2D side-scrolling typical sort of game, I guess, out of context with a, a screenshot. But, like, the enemies, at least so far, um, maybe when you get to, like, a boss fight or something, the enemies are just sort of in your way. Um, some of them, most of the time, it's like, as long as you are got your drill activated, you'll kill them. Or at least you got to come up from underneath below them to kill them. The enemies aren't so much the big aspect of the game. It's definitely around the platforming and, like, going for and doing your pre- precision jumping between the sand dunes and stuff um i think from the second or third level they introduced like you could go underwater Probably the character doesn't have lungs they don't die underwater but you can <laughs> use the drill to go through water to the same degree as this well not quite the same degree as the sand like you don't move as fast but you can like sort of propel yourself through it with the drill and stuff like that yeah so i played that through to the finish it was awesome i can't wait for the full game would highly suggest that children of the sun i did the full demo of this as well this is really cool it's basically Sniper Elite, but a puzzle game. So you start on the, the you start, there is a story, I'm not going to try and explain it because I have no fuck clue what's going on. Someone, a cult killed some, this girl's dad or something and she's trying to like get revenge. I don't really know. But you, you sort of like, if you move left or right around the screen, it's like you're moving around a, a circular area around like where the enemies are so you can like rotate around this whole area and then you can pull up your gun and you can mark enemies and the level will tell you hey there's nine enemies so you can like wrote you can walk around the whole area you've tagged all nine enemies okay but this is the part where the game gets interesting so you shoot the first enemy once you shoot them it freezes 
because you only have one bullet and this gun is a magic bullet and then once you goes through the first enemy's head you can now re-aim it at the next enemy and then re-aim it at the next enemy and so on and so forth the part that becomes a puzzle game is that you've got to work out the timing of how to constantly hit things or and i say things because if you hit like a gas tank in a car that counts and will let you re-aim the shot from there but if you hit something like the the side of a wall or something that's like you got to restart the level sort of thing like you've so got to is it you're really aiming from the point of contact yeah so from point of contact so it's like one enemy's head or body part or whatever to the next part it is really really cool i was enjoying it quite a lot um the last level in the demo took me probably like 10 15 tries i think to to get right um it has these people that are doing donuts in the cars so they're moving at the same time and even like the normal enemies when you shoot because it's a bullet like you don't have to worry about like someone's like digging a hole in one of the levels but if you like shoot when it's going to be a headshot it's a headshot because like they're not moving faster than a fucking bullet but the cars i was trying to get the cool thing of like shooting their gas tanks instead of trying to shoot the person in the car and that's really hard to line up because even though when you you shoot in the bullet and it does that whole like sniper elite thing of like it follows the bullet down until it hits its point of impact the cars are still moving at least somewhat a little bit even though it's down you do have two other powers to help you which is that you can hold, I think it was the left trigger while the bullet's fired. You can slightly adjust its path, but not like fully. So you can, sl- like if you're just off. So like when I'm trying to hit the car's gas tank, I can you can hold the button and sort of readjust slightly. To as it's curve moving. the bullet? To curve the bullet, yeah. It's a little bit of a bullet curving. And then the our last power-up, the last ability that the, the demo introduced was that if you, enemies have like glowing weak spots even though it doesn't matter where you shoot them they'll fucking die right but if you hit them in their glowing part if you do like enough of those it builds up and it gives you an icon to tell you that if you fire the gun the bullet like straight up in the air at this point you can then press a button and completely re-aim it up from up there so like in the last level there's two very like sort of far apart areas with these cars doing donuts so it's like you fire into the one area if you hit enough of the weak spots there you can then just fire off into the fucking unknown in this direction and then you redirect the bullet from there to to go for the car down there it sounds like a lot but, but playing it you sort of wrap your head around it even though you may not struggle but yeah it's a it's a sniper puzzle game very cool art style all the enemies have like a, a very similar look and everything like that very gory but at the same time like it's the, the it's like blood explodes every time you do something but the art style is very cartoonish and, and stuff like that so i would suggest checking that out it's very it was very cool and then the last demo i played is copycat so this was a little bit longer version of the the demo that played at pax this time the pax demo ended with like the the grandmother so people don't know this is australian game i should say australian game it's about this this woman whose cat has gone missing so she goes to a adoption place whatever animals shelter and adopts this cat who looks just like an old cat but it's very obvious that this woman who's an older lady is like struggling with a lot of health issues you walk around the house you see stuff like gas you know like oxygen tanks and and shit like that there's a part in the demo where she's talking to her daughter on the phone the daughter's telling her to like you know take it easy and stop doing so much and all this this sort of stuff the cat is obsessed with escaping it watches all these the the grandmother lady she's like watching lots of nat geo stuff and then the cat 
is like, I don't know, getting indoctrinated by it <laughs> and thinks it's like a wildcat <laughs> or some shit. This part doesn't end at the same point. Instead, it lets you go and you do a part where you're like outside and she lets you go play in the backyard. So there's a few little mini things you can do out there and whatever else before you choose to come back inside the, the house. I mean, the, the cat gives you like as you're walking along, word bubbles sort of pop up on fences and stuff and inside the house on doors and walls and stuff that tell you what the cat's thinking. So when you're outside, eventually the cat makes a choice. It's like, oh, I'll hang around for a bit longer and then I'll make my escape. Like, cause it's like, oh, maybe she's not that bad because she did give me food and stuff like that. It's a very like thought path of this cat who's thinks, oh, uh, you can tell that a cat has been treated bad by its past owners, so it wants to escape all humans and thinks that all humans are, are terrible people. But this 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 older lady's obviously just trying to look after the the poor cat. So very cool, very much looking forward to playing the the full copycat demo. So that's everything I played from Steam Next Fest. There will be a bunch more demos. Probably talk about it again next week. This others I've downloaded and bought that I know are coming out that I'm looking forward to checking out. It's always like a great time. Steam Next Fest start of the year usually a very very good time to check out demos for a lot of cool upcoming games and i mean i saw just then as i was talking about children and son i'm pretty sure i saw ash's face go all right i'll i will check out that one (laughs) (laughs) so yeah if you it's a good time to discover interesting new games all right that will do it for this week's episode as i said it would be a short one of arcade couch thank you for joining us and listening to the show this week let me know if you've played or planning to play anything from seeing next fest uh, suggest demos or anything like that over on our twitter explosionnetwork.com slash twitter or our discord explosionnetwork.com slash discord and if you like the website and or this show you can support us by heading to explosionnetwork.com slash support and buy us coffee over there and until next week same time same couch goodbye